So we're very excited to welcome to the podcast, the Caddy Girls, represented by Madison Poole and Megan Tarney. How you girls doing? Hi. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Always a good thing. Good to be in the weekend. So I think we want to start by just, uh, can you guys tell us about who you are and how you started? And, you know, just, just tell the people what you guys are all about. Sure. Yeah. Um, I started the caddy group. Uh, we, we now have a couple guys on our team, so we go by the caddy group, um, yeah. so that they feel included. <laughs> but, um, I started, I was a junior in college at coastal Carolina in Myrtle beach, the golf Mecca of the East. And just, I was a cheerleader at my university and working like three different bar jobs and was like, what is this golf season thing going on here? And like, who are these people in polos that tip so much? What is going on? And like, oh, it's golf season. And I'm from New Hampshire. We didn't, I didn't know what that was. So right. um, I, I started it just from nothing uh, as a way to make money on the weekends to get through school. Uh, I enlisted a couple of uh, cheerleaders that were on my team, a softball player. And there was like six of us and just started handing out cards at my beer tub in Myrtle Beach and, you know, just stayed persistent. And we just kind of snowball affected like just kept gaining momentum of people that had their golf trip every year that wanted to book us again and again and again. And, um, it just kind of grew from there. And, and then when we were on shark tank in 2014, that obviously catapulted us into, um, going national with the business. And, and we, we grew tremendously after that and just kept going. Yeah. We, we wanted to ask you about that experience of being on shark tank. Obviously that's super unique. And, you know, for, for those of the listeners that haven't seen the episode, you guys didn't, didn't get a, end up working out a deal, but you had an offer. What was that experience like uh, going on that show? Obviously it's, it's a, a really big deal. And even if you don't get a deal, like you said, there's a lot of like after effects of it, right? Yes. Cause I think about 8 million people saw it overnight uh, when it aired. Um, so the whole experience was very surreal. I felt very lucky to have been on there. I didn't feel like I deserved to be on there you know, I had filled out the paperwork and left it in the backseat of my car for like weeks and then forgot about it. Cause I was like, there's no way they're going to pick me to, to be on this. This is stupid. So one night after a couple of drinks, I emailed casting and was like, my company's the best, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, wait, we want to hear more from you. And they kept sending me the next round casting. And then before you know it, it's like months in, they assign you two producers that help you. And they're like your liaisons and coaches throughout it. And I had two awesome coaches for it and they're really helpful. And the whole thing was just really surreal. And, and going in, I was so nervous. I kept having nightmares that like I couldn't talk when I get in the tank or that I was going to like mess everything well, I up. I can imagine because you were doing the whole thing like by yourself. I mean, you were the only one talking. Yes. So. Yeah. And I, you know, like just going in there, even in front of producers, like you, you fly into LA and then you have to pitch in front of ABC executives to make sure that it's kosher and that like you're meant to be on TV. And if not, you get sent back home. So you put in all this work, all this paperwork, background checks, due diligence, basically in your business before you even go in. And then you get there and like, oh, by the way, you might never air. You might never even go in there. And then you're like, oh my God. And then you do go on this, Hank. And I was in there for over an hour just getting drilled with questions because they want to get you. Uh, and then after that, like, well, it might never air now so you know and then you're just like holy crap and it it's crazy uh they so make you like, see a shrink after to make sure that you're not gonna kill yourself <laughs> so even after you did the episode you weren't even sure if it was gonna air no no you never know it, it's like a bunch get cut because of you know scheduling so right. 
I was just praying and hoping, you know, I didn't even know what happened in there. I talked so fast and, and the lights were on me and I'm like pouring sweat and I'm just trying to get them, <laughs> you know, and they sweep you off to see a psychologist after. And then like, yeah, you, it might never air. And then they called me a couple weeks after and like, you got chosen for the home episode. They wanted to come and film us in Myrtle beach. Uh, I don't know if you see like every episode, there's one company they select that they do like a background story on and they film you like in your natural environment. Yeah. And once they told me that, I was like, okay, this is really going to happen. And we got extra exposure. So um, again, I felt super lucky. I could have never paid for that type of marketing ever. So what is good. it? So did you meet any of them before you went in there or you just went yeah. in cold? Yeah, you go in cold. They have no uh, preconceived notion of you whatsoever. They don't know which company is entering. Our trailer that we got ready in actually had a fake name on the outside in case the sharks did see you. I was so nervous beforehand that I had to pee so bad that they had to, <laughs> they had to like hide me from from them seeing me. Oh my god, my puppy! Stop! Oh my god, sorry, my dog. Um, yeah, they had to like hide me from seeing them. Um, and then afterwards, it's just like, bye, have a nice life. <laughs> And that's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's gotta be a traumatic experience, but Madison, maybe you could take this question. What do you think it takes to be a caddy girl? And you know, what is, what is the vibe like of, of being one? Um, it's a lot of hard work, honestly. Um, it's a fun job. It's a great job. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, um, especially for Megan to have these girls come on board. I think they, she gives us such a great opportunity to network. Um, it's a great place to network. You, great, you meet amazing people. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's so much fun. And I have had so many jobs and I don't wanna have any other job than this. It's such, such a great job. It's so amazing. Um, you have to know your stuff though, you know? You, you got to know um, how to golf. Not really. You have to know. The do you basics. golf at all? Or do you, either of you golf? Yeah. She's so ridiculously good golfer. She's like on full ride scholarship for golf. Yeah, I, okay. I go to Holy Cross College of Notre Dame here in Indiana um, on full ride golf scholarship. So yeah. I, no I'm way. Yeah. So being with the company is also so much fun because it's just more golf in my life. And I love it. So. <laughs> is that common for for a lot of the caddy girls to be college players? No, we do have some girls that are college players though. And we have girls that golf avidly um, on our team. Um, and we have a lot of girls that are just beginning and they have fallen in love with the game and have practiced every single day since they've been with the caddy girls and you know are driven to get better. So I definitely think the company is a great exposure to golf to women. Um, and that's like a huge thing definitely for me being in the golf world, having exposure to women and, you know, being able to go on the golf course and not be looked at like you're a crazy person because you're a girl on the golf course. So. Totally. Are you guys, so you play for Holy Cross. Are you guys having a spring season? Yeah, we are. We leave for Pinehurst next weekend. Wow. No shit. Yes. I am so, so excited. I've never played there before. I'm ready oh to be eaten alive. <laughs> it's so insane. Chris can't yeah. shut up about Pinehurst. He's obsessed I know. with it. I mean, I played Whistling Straits, which is also a hard course. And I mean, it was 60 mile per hour winds. Okay. It was freezing rain in our face. The greens were just flooded with water. The coach would not pull us. And I still shot this is not a great score, but I still shot an 89. So I was okay with that. Okay. That's a tough golf yeah. course. 
I with mean, those if you're, conditions, if you're getting yeah. in the barn under 90, that's that's good work. Oh my gosh, my hands were freezing. You hit the ball, it was just tingling through your body. It was, oh my gosh, horrible. But I'm hoping Pinehurst will be a little bit better weather here coming up. So Yeah, you'll love Pinehurst. Yeah, I'm so excited for sure. So you, you talked about on Shark Tank um, a little bit about how, you know, it can sometimes, it can be a little intimidating for the girls um, you know, being surrounded by 140 guys or whatever, and there's, you know, alcohol flowing. Are there rules in place to make sure things stay in order and don't get out of hand? Because it seems like it could get out of hand at any moment, but it seems like you guys obviously manage that pretty well. Yeah, you know, we get trained with groups too that are just nightmares. And we're like, hey guys, do you want to go to Top Golf? Do you want to go to the bar? Do you, let's leave yeah. at the turn. Like, let's get you out of the course. Like, get yeah, the right. out of here. <laughs> Um, you know, we have a code of conduct. We have, you know, all of our caddies are independent contractors, but they, you know, they sign a lot of paperwork that, you know, this is, we set the bar high, but we also really like fun. So where's that line? And, and we want to be, you know, accepted by golf courses. We want to respect pace of play. We don't want to be there any longer than we have to be either. Like right. we don't want to have a six hour round. So, you know, our goal is to keep pace of play up also while having a ton of fun. Um, that being said, like there are events where like there's one guy that's like just hammered and we ignore him or hit him with an iron iron. Like, you know, it's, there's always <laughs> going to be go one wrong guy. Yeah, it's great that you guys have guy. golf clubs, you know, you can, can whack anyone at any You got 14 weapons in the back yeah. of the cart. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a daytime activity outside in the fun. There's other people around. I don't ever, I've never felt uncomfortable. You know, if there's one drunk jackass, like I can usually handle it as can most, most of our girls who have worked in the yeah. service industry, worked bartending or, or serving. So, you know, it, it doesn't actually get as crazy as, as you would think. And, and we like to keep that, you know, that professionalism, um, you know, mixed with fun that is acceptable for family oriented tournaments. Or if we need to go caddy at a celebrity tournament, it's, you know, it's widely accepted and, and it's kosher with the course. Where does the, so where does the day end? Like if you, let's say you play nine and you go out to top golf or the bar, like, where is it, you know, does it kind of fizzle out or do you guys just, you know, get up and leave? Are you on a time constraint? Well, I mean, technically like our caddies are not supposed to fraternize with our, our customers. Like it's, we're not supposed to go out to dinner with our golfers, right. you know, it, if, if I have clients in town in Scottsdale and they want to take our group to Mastro's after, we're going to go eat steak. Like I'm going to take them <laughs> to go eat some good food and, you know, just bring that camaraderie. And like, it's kind of guarantees like, you know, the next time around when they book, they're going to remember us more. And, but we try to keep it, you know, professional. And if I'm there and it's one of our big clients or it's a tournament director, like, yeah, we're going to go have dinner with them. But at the end of the day, the girls are not supposed to fraternize with the golfers. It just causes massive problems. Half of them, more than half of them are definitely married, whether they lie about it or not. Um, and then, you know, the, we don't need any drama from people's wives. Like, we don't want that shit. Like, the girls go right. home to their college boyfriends. Like, we, we don't need that. So when we are out on a girl's trip where we're caddying for a tournament and then we're in Miami for the weekend, like, yes, we go hard. We don't hang out with the clients, but us girls will go party and, and we'll go get bottles and stuff like that and, and hang out, you know, all weekend. Do you guys have any funny stories from a trip or an outing that you've done? <laughs> Which one? I mean, I can't Anything. even. 
the, I mean, there's been so many. There was one time that they flew in 12 girls to the middle of the country. This is Nebraska in the middle of nowhere. Wow. We had to fly into Omaha. They put us in this van driven by some like ex-collegiate football player that drove us 12 girls out to the middle of nowhere, no cell service like nothing, no Wi-Fi, And we were out in these cabins on this course in the middle. The, the closest town was like 12 miles away or something. Um, and that weekend was definitely a shit show. We were just, we had a giant slip <laughs> and slide. Um, we were out, you know, at, at the middle of the night, like stargazing under the stars and um, having massive dance parties out on the green. And that was definitely a memorable one. I think we will never be allowed back there. <laughs> But it was it was fun. If you had to pick like one aspect of being involved with the caddy group, what's what's your favorite part about what what's the best part of the job? I would say the people that you meet. That is such a big thing. I mean, I love being on the golf course and I love playing and caddying and doing all that, but it's the people that you meet. You meet some insane people, crazy, amazing people. Um, I mean, definitely booking wise as being a booking agent you also talk to a lot of cool people and also some crazy people so it gets interesting you know I think you're you're always something something's happening and you're always on your toes and I I think that's I love it I think it's awesome so for yeah. sure I love, I genuinely love caddying. Like it's, it's my favorite job. Yeah, I've had it's awesome. 10 million jobs in like the whole world. And I still, to this day, like I want to, to loop. I want to caddy. Like I want my guy to win. I'm super competitive. I grew up in a competitive sports oriented household. So I'm that, that's, that's my style is that like, if my golfer sucks, I'm going to make him feel bad about it. I'm going to make him drink <laughs> more beer, <laughs> you know, hitting a bad shot. And, but more I also like on. winning. So I really, I just love being out on a golf course between like nature and, you know, like just being on a beautiful aesthetic in the sunshine. You can't beat the job. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we won't disagree with you there. There's also, there's something about caddying too, where if you enjoy playing golf and you're a good player, you kind of go through this process of hitting every shot and you, you know, you have your green rating process, your full shot process. I feel like caddying, you're just doing all of that and you're playing the round and managing the golfer's game, but you're just not hitting the shots is like one way to think about it. It makes yeah. it seem much more fun. Oh my gosh. It's so I... much less stressful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No stress. I mean, if you hit a bad shot, that's on you, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's all the glory and none of the bad stuff. No, I, I definitely think it's great. And like, that's a huge thing too. Like I, I mean, I caddied in Chicago and um, I think, it was just so much fun, you know, being able to read the greens, telling them what to do. I think like teaching wise as well too, from like a golf perspective, I think it's just so much fun as a caddy. Um, I just think it's great. So. All right. So you guys must be pretty big golf fans. I would assume you, you must know a little bit about the game. If you have one pick to win the masters coming up in April, who's your pick? Oh God. Cameron champ. Wow. <laughs> Is there a, re a surprising pick. reason behind yeah. that? Uh, I'm just in love with him. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that, that's my reason. I've always been in love with him. I, I, I used to root for Ricky Fowler, like die hard Ricky Fowler fan. When yeah, I was we're big Ricky guys too. Yeah, but I met him and I'm just not – I'm just not rooting for him anymore. So I'm going to go with Oh no. second love of my life, Cameron Champ. That's what I'm going to go 
for sure. What was wrong with Ricky? Was he boring? Oh my God. I followed him. I swear to God, you guys, for three years, trying to just get his attention every year. I I was so in love with him and I met him and I was like, oh my gosh, Ricky, I'm such a big fan. Like maybe it was a little too much for him, but he just did not say one word to me. He just took the picture with me and walked away. I just felt defeated. So I think one of our caddies, I think one of our caddies made out with him like Stop. a while ago like a long time ago <laughs> no that's way a big that's a great of <laughs> well sean so she, so she says we don't know <laughs> the mystery the mystery it's pretty appropriate because yeah. sean here was a huge ricky guy growing up he wore, wore all the the gear the puma the <laughs> orange looked like a complete clown there's there. actually a funny story about it too i was i was playing golf teeing off the first hole at our home course and and chris uh Chris and I are both tall guys, like one of the few very tall guys at our club. And one of the guys coming up 18 said, hey, who's that asshole over there wearing the orange shirt and the orange pants, like the Ricky Fowler outfit? And they were like, oh, yeah, that's our club championship Chris Born- club championship winner, Chris Bornhorst. And it ended up being me. So a lot of people at the club Bad think, look it, for me. think it was yeah. Chris, but it was actually me. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, Megan, who's your pick? Ugh, it's tough. I went to school with Dustin Johnson. He lived below me freshman year. So no way. I know him. Yeah. It's been wild, like wild watching all of this unfold from going to school with him and partying with him in college and watching him now, but he did already win. So I'm a big Tony Finau fan. I love Tony. I just think he's such a down to earth guy and I want him yeah. to like close, close. Oh it. my God. We talk about it every <laughs> week. Like, yeah. It's fucking so close it. <laughs> he, he really needs to get it done. It's it's been too long at this point. I need water. I'll be right back. Also, Jordan Spieth, he needs to close one as well. I know. Three straight he's weeks he's contending. <laughs> I know. I think he's like fourth right now. Yeah, he's playing great. Yeah. I just I feel like DJ can't be stopped this week. It just feels like he's five back. So we're recording this on what is it Friday? Yeah. So Friday, second round of the tournament, and DJ's five back of Sam Burns. It just feels inevitable that Burns is going to fall and DJ is going to come out. Yeah, I mean, watching him when he's on, I mean, he's on. He's not. I, I don't think he's much of a choker. I want Spieth though to not, you know, get up there and not choke. Last <laughs> week was just really disappointing. I was yeah. really rooting for him. And, oh, my gosh, just watching him, it was just – it was rough. It was rough. So, uh, Megan, you mentioned you went to school with DJ. We can't resist asking <laughs> you if you have any DJ stories or just, like, what he was like in college. Um, I just – I actually dated his roommate freshman year. And so I would go walk downstairs and hang out in their apartment all the time. And I used to eat Dustin's food out of the cupboard <laughs> when, when he was, like – not around or drunk past out. I would like go and like steal his like Easter little Debbie Easter cakes that he would buy like all the time, little Debbie shit. And I would eat it and he'd be like, who's eating my stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I specifically remember like one of our cheerleaders like hiding in his closet and calling us for backup because <laughs> he was, he was kind of off of it, the rails that night, but I don't know. Yeah, um, but no, overall, he was, he was nice and cool. Like, he's he's a perfectly nice yeah. person. Is Never he as brain dead seen. as people think he is? 
I think it's just his speech is just so slow. Like, <laughs> yeah. It might be, yeah. this is from South Carolina, that right. slow draw. It's the draw for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think he's, he's got it together now. Finally. Yeah, he's def- definitely, I mean, two-time major champ, like 23 PGA Tour wins. He's done well for himself. He's an incredible athlete. Although definitely some controversy. I don't know if you guys saw, but Paulina posted some Instagram photo with another guy and recently yeah, yeah just like the last couple of days <laughs> last couple of days oh my gosh so i didn't see that i'll have to look into that interesting no. dynamic going on there but uh if if people want to you know schedule an outing book an outing you know how do they go about doing that and you know where can they find you on social media and all that stuff so our social is at the caddy girls so it's c-a-d-d-y and you can always email me or, or Madison and, and we'll get you. We also have referrals for tea time companies that we use so we can get you hooked up with the best courses. And, you know, just don't procrastinate, men. Stop calling us at 11 p.m. the night before drunk at Hooters. <laughs> Why book a caddy? Like, get your shit together. Yeah, um, yeah follow us on, on Instagram and, and, you know, uh, you can always just email us. Just try to plan ahead. That's all we ask. Email so you guys... Are you are you guys trying to get into the TikTok game? Oh my god. <laughs> it's like a necessary evil that I, I I mean 10 years ago everyone and their grandpa was like, "Ew, Instagram's for kids." And now they're all on it. Right. So, I feel like TikTok's the same game. Like you got to stay ahead of the curve and you need to get on it. And as much as it's super annoying and it's sucking up important hours of my life, like we have to embrace it. And I love like comedy and doing stuff like that. So we're working on some more stuff that we're going to roll out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us on TikTok at the caddy. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. We, we've become huge fans of TikTok in the last two weeks. Like the, the fact that you can get 20 views on one video and then a million on the next, like just as easily, it just happens overnight. It's unbelievable. It's really such a great platform to grow on. So mm-hmm. I love that you guys are starting to embrace it. That's good to hear. Yeah. I'm trying. All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming on and uh, best of luck with, with everything in the future. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll chat soon. Thank you guys. Nice to meet you. I hit a chili dip. It was off the, it was off the hosel. I mean, Cameron Davis is a joke. Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron <laughs> covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't give a struck- shit. He could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD. I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so- of the pod on Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away from <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida!